Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future Brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The Volume. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sports book, incredibly easy to use, super safe, totally secure, super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets, live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. This is Prime Cuts, best of the Colin Coward podcast. Going to be honest, I was damn good this week. Joe Burrow, Chad Millman, I got a lot of takes. There were a lot of frothy takes out there. Also, I want to thank you, but the only way you can hear me thank you is to go to the Prime Cuts. Eh? It's called a tease, baby. Let me start by saying this. A couple times a year, I know that, you know, I'm on all these platforms, and I don't reach out a lot. Uh, but I also think it's important to thank you from time to time. So a couple times a year, I want to come out and just say, hey, thank you very much for our support. So I got some information yesterday uh, on a lot of different things at the volume and uh, Premier Radio, iHeartRadio, my radio show. We had over 30 million downloads, podcast downloads, just on my radio show for October shattered every record we had well over 30 million and i just want to say thank you for that support there's a million choices out there i added jason mcintyre to the show and i think he's funny and uh i can pitch him shit he pitches it back you know anytime you bring on somebody new to the show it's a new show and so I think he's done a really nice job to ingratiate himself to the staff, to come in. He loves his gambling. He really is a well-connected guy. So he's been terrific. And it makes me really happy because I've known Jason for over a decade. He's a total grinder. He's my kind of guy. And he's just having great success. The audience is responding. And it makes me really, really happy. He's a great guy, works hard, family man. And uh, so again, thank you for your support. Three things I want to talk about. Number one, so Steve Nash mutually parted ways with the Brooklyn Nets. I think Steve Nash wanted out because I don't know Steve Nash well, but I know him. And I know a couple of people who know him well. 
And Steve Nash had said in the offseason that, you know, he was he was at wit's end. <laughs> he missed Manhattan Beach, the lifestyle, the volleyball, the casual nature of it, the quality of life. That, you know, the NBA is a hard league to coach in. Our basketball cultures in America and, and our football cultures in America are very different. And the football culture is the coach has ultimate power. You can be cut in professional football. Even Tom Brady could be cut. You don't get the guaranteed long contracts. Uh, players have shorter careers due to a regulated level of violence. Players have to go to college for three or four years where they are just part of a collective. The biggest stars in college football, you know, it, it's often the coach. Nick Saban's bigger than any Alabama player. And so players walk into the NFL, even the stars, they're humble, they're hungry. Uh, the football culture, the football media is tougher on players. So they've got thick skins, most of them, developed through high school and college football. Um, and the reality of NFL football, where your careers are short, you're being tackled, um, the physical nature of it, and coaches have control. NBA basketball as a whole, that culture is different. Spot talent at 12 and 13 years old, and then coddle it. Tell it how smart it is, how great it is. I mean, the NBA, you couldn't have even voted for Donald Trump. And I'm no Trump fan. If that got out, you'd be ostracized in the league. You know, there's, there's one way to vote, one way to think. And players tend to be, you know, one year of college, shoe deals, big money early, can't be cut. And they have more power. I have no problem with basketball players in America having more power because the rosters are smaller and individual players can have more um, of an impact on the outcome. So it doesn't bother me. But when Adam Silver said, you know, my players are miserable, that's because pro basketball is the first time anybody's told them no or has ridiculed them or criticized them. You don't hear football players complaining about the Internet. You don't hear Roger Goodell saying, my players are miserable. If you're miserable making $30 million a year for shooting a basketball and making $20 million selling shoes, you know, maybe it's not criticism on Twitter or social media. Maybe it's you. And, um, you know, Kyrie Irving is part of the basketball culture that you don't see it with a lot of players. But Kyrie Irving has been told how great he is that he has no interest in being part of a culture uh, being coached. He mocks. He rolls his eyes at being coached. Remember what he said before he got to Brooklyn or when he got to Brooklyn? We don't really need a coach here. He thinks that. He believes that. Like Steve Kerr, Popovich, Eric Spolstra, Ty Lue have no value. Can you imagine not only thinking that, but saying it out loud uh, that every football player knows coaches matter. So basketball players have this ultimate power very early in pro basketball. And if you were told yes your entire life, if you got everything you wanted all the time, you'd think you were pretty special. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, I don't feel like playing. Ben Simmons, I don't feel like shooting. Kyrie, I don't feel like being coached. It feels like you get a lot of that in professional basketball. I don't feel like I get a lot of that in pro football. I mean, you occasionally get a player that goes off the rails like Antonio Brown, but it's very, very rare. And most of your star players are coachable. Um, you know, like just feel like you can – Coach them hard. Um, they play hard. They show up. Um, they can take criticism, even if it's social media. Uh, the basketball culture in America, I mean, I love basketball. 
But Kyrie has come to the point where he doesn't elevate teammates. He doesn't want to be coached. I mean, if you're ever quoting or agreeing with Alec Jones ever once, like the line between winner and loser in America isn't how much money you make. It isn't your educational background. If you've ever agreed with Alex Jones on anything, you're a loser. There's no debate on that. He is the biggest L on the internet. And if you've ever once agreed with him or quoted him, you're in the L side. There's the winner side and the loser side, the have side and the have not side. Ever quote or agree with Alex Jones, that's the line. And I think Steve Nash, listen to some of these Kyrie Irving comments and anti-Semitic nonsense and, and agreeing with Alex Jones. And I, I just think Steve Nash was disgusted. And I think Steve Nash had enough. Sean McVay has intimated like two or three times in the last six months that he's going to retire early. You know, he's 36 years old, going to retire early. And I laugh at this. Pete Carroll is 70 years old. Have you ever seen him on the sideline? Does he look miserable? You know who's miserable? Old guys walking around with their wives at a mall at 74 years old. They don't, they don't want to be doing that. They got nothing to do. Go to any mall in America at 10 in the morning. See guys with those tennis shoes on, 75-year-old men, you know, the kind of you Velcro. And they're sitting over there wearing their dockers, walking around, and they're fucking miserable. Absolutely miserable. They can't wait to be able to have their first gin and tonic at 12, 15 in the afternoon. They want to be sauce by the time Matlock comes on. Sean McVay will never find anything that makes him happier. And I'm not talking like wife, kid, obviously. That's the happiest I ever am or you are. But this idea, this race to retire. Come on, man. Folks, many of you hate me. Here's the bad news. I'm going to die on the air. I'm going to be 88 years old giving sports takes. My teeth are going to fall out of my mouth on the air. And then the Dodgers win a World Series. Cuck-a-lunk. My teeth will fall out. My dentures. I talk sports. These guys coach football. Talking sports keeps me young. Coaching football. Coaching 27-year-olds keeps you young. This race to retire. I get it if you work at a lug nut factory. Don't get me wrong. I get it if you lift stuff. Totally get it if you work in a factory. Totally get it. You know, there's some manufacturing jobs that are really tough on people. Don't get me wrong. That's a different life. But when I hear coaches and broadcasters and politicians, I mean, there's a reason the people running for president are in their late 70s because you don't lift anything. How about new rule? If you don't lift stuff, work as long as you can. But Andy Reid, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, I'm sorry. They don't look miserable to me. They look engaged. They look like they're in the game. I know some of you hate me. Going to have to live with it. I'm, I'm in my 50s now. I got 30 years of sports takes. And you know what? They're just going to get better and better. <laughs> so it's a weird thing happening in society. Elon Musk is going to change Twitter. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I am a believer that anytime you create a barrier to entry, you clean up a place. I used to do radio remotes. 
when I was just a radio guy and you'd let anybody come, it was free. And I mean, it, it looked like the, the cantina scene from Star Wars. I mean, if you gave people a free keychain, it was brutal. And it's just like, let's do remotes. Let, let's have some barrier to entry here. Come on. So if Twitter charges eight bucks a month to get verified or to be verified people, you're going to clean some bots up and, and clean the bigotry and the bots and, and these people that just attack women. It's just gross. I think a smaller Twitter is a better Twitter. But we do live in a funny world now that adults have become children and children are forced to become adults. Remember all you adults out there? I'll never watch the NFL because of Kaepernick. A year later, the ratings were up. You're watching it. Even though their heart's in the right place. I'll never watch the Browns with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think he's gross too. But I bet if you check in in two or three years, Browns fans will have watched the Cleveland Browns. Your heart's in the right place with that one, but you'll watch it. I'm not going to join Twitter for $8. I'm out. I guarantee you not a single blue check mark of note is out. You know how long I've been hearing this? I'm, 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 I'm quitting this. I won't do that. I won't do that. I'm never coming back. Bye. Bye. See ya. Everybody was going to move to Canada or Europe. Because this conservative's elected or this Republican's elected. Bye-bye. You don't have to announce it. It's not an airport. You don't have to announce when you're leaving. You know, you don't have to. There's no, no flight you have to give us a heads up on. Just go. And yet kids now are forced to sometimes be the adults in the family. Hey, Dad, I don't think you should go to the Capitol on January 6th. Hey, Mom and Dad. I think you're losing your identity and your mind going MAGA. Like, I'm an independent. All right. So I'm, I'm a socially left leaning, you know, independent. I don't really care. But um, I mean, I care, but I'll go either way on this stuff. But we are forcing kids all over America to have to engage with their parents and tell them to grow up and act like adults. And adults are becoming children. You give them that little phone and they're, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to watch this and I'm not going to go. Yeah, you are. Folks, if these threats mattered, I'd have no audience. If these threats mattered, I would have absolutely no audience. I had a petition once at ESPN, over 16,000 signatures to get rid of me. My bosses loved it. They said, that's the price of relevance. You're becoming something. People are making threats constantly in our society. Don't buy it. I won't do this. I won't do this. I'll never come back. The fact, I always look at it this way. If you are so viscerally connected to like my show that you reach out to yell or scream at me, you're a fan. Now, some, some of my fans hate me. Some like me, but you're a fan. And that's all I'm trying to do. Connect with people emotionally. I hope I'm mostly right. Sometimes I'm wrong. I'm good with it. I'm a public figure. Take your shots. Take your swings. But just maybe next time you make a big threat. I won't watch the NFL because of Kaepernick. And I won't pay $8. Go hug your kids. They're now the adults in the family. 
Football season's underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today, get started, $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Promo code, though, is Colin to get in on the action. Always Colin. Turn game day into payday. Win totals, division winners, player props, week one spreads and totals. Play your way, bet on more than just the final score. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. My fave. Now, FanDuel is also live in Kansas, baby. Don't fumble your chance. 150 bucks in free bets, win or lose, promo code Colin. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential health in Michigan, 1-877-HOP E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So Joe Burrow didn't have to show up today. We called his reps and said, listen, he played last night. His time is going to be shrinking. Uh, generally, Joe plays, you know, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. We do this on Tuesday. But Joe Burrow and his reps said, nope, we want to talk right now. And that's after a pretty rough Monday night football game, which I had set on the air on Fox on Monday. That had a snake pit feel to it. <laughs> Monday night game, on the road, divisional rival. Um, listen, Joe, you you guys had kind of turned the corner on first halves. When did you kind of get a sense in that that you were like, oh, crap, this is we're having protection issues? Well, we, you know, the first drive, we moved it right down the field, and Miles Garrett ended up making a great play, tipping a ball on an RPO, and it fell right in the hands of their corner. And so after that, 
you know, we just weren't quite able to get our momentum back after that. Our defense had two big turnovers we weren't able to capitalize on. And then after that, it kind of went all downhill. It's a matchup league. Um, the Jags have given the Colts problems. Um, it's just the way it's always been. Chargers, to me, have always matched up well with Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. Um, I can remember Justin Herbert's first start in the pros against Mahomes. You're like, wow, they match up. Could it be argued that Cleveland, because of their corners, because of Miles, they're a tough matchup personnel-wise? Yeah, they're really they're really good pass rushers. Uh, you always, I mean, we've they they've made giant plays, big impact plays against us every time we've played them. And their corners are some of the best in the league. Denzel didn't play last night, but uh, their guys stepped up and made big plays for them. So you, you always got to give them credit. Um, but we also didn't play as well as we should have. You're four and four. You're essentially halfway through the season. Give me something you're really happy with. Well, apart from last night, we've responded to all the adversity that we've gone through so far. And that's a credit to the, the character of the guys in the locker room. And this is just like all the other times. It's not a, it's not a panic mode by, by any means. We were five and four going into the bye last week. We have a chance to go out and get a win this week and go five and four into the bye, just like we did last year. Uh, so we, we're, we're not panicking about where we're at. There's still a lot of football to be played. The, um, you know, I was saying this morning on, on Fox on Tuesday, I said, you know, it's a year-by-year -year league, the Rams and the Bengals. Um, this is why teams like Philadelphia gets Robert Quinn or the Niners get McCaffrey or, or the Ravens get Roquan Smith is when you're in that Super Bowl bubble and there's a great player out there – Go get him. It's real. Minnesota gets TJ Hawkinson, a terrific tight end from Iowa. And, and go back to last year at week eight for you guys. And I, I think people kind of forget that the magic ride started later. Where were yeah. you last year at this time? We were, I mean, this time last year, we had just lost to the Jets on the road after a promising start to the season. And then going into the bye, we played the same Browns team that, Ended up kicking our ass again last year at the same time. Um, so things are playing out very similar similarly to the to how they did early last year. And so hopefully we can, you know, get a win this week into the bye and kind of ride that momentum. Take me to the game last year where you walked off the field and Joe, you felt like, all right, we've got because remember, now we know you as winners, but at that time in the history of the Bengals, Where's the game you're walking into a tunnel, home or away, and you're like, it feels different. Like we are, we we have crossed a threshold. You know, after we played the Raiders on the road last year, it was our first game after the bye. You know, it was a it was a dirty, physical, ugly game that we ended up making the plays at the end to pull it out, and then we go into Denver, I think, the week later and pull out another one just like it. Um, and we kind of figured out how to win those kind of games. Right. And we, you know, this year we haven't, we haven't won those kind of games. We haven't made those plays at the end early on to put us in that position. Um, so we, we've got some, some stuff to figure out, but nobody's panicking. We're excited about the guys we have in the locker room. We're going to put in another good week of practice and go out there and put on a, a good performance on Sunday. So you had a Peyton Manning meeting. Um, he talked about that. 
Um, I don't know if he was one of your idols. Obviously, he's like, I always, I always look at, um, Montana. The one word I would say is cool. He was always cool. Manning to me, I would say academic. Like I think Peyton made everybody have to be smarter. Like, not that, I mean, when I was growing up, I don't remember talking about, you know, you had to be brilliant to be a quarterback. And like Peyton, like raised the bar, like, yeah, you have yeah. to go to the line with three plays. That's how I view him. How did, how did you view Peyton Manning before you met him and during it? Well, I mean, he was one of the guys that I idolized growing up. And then since I've come into the league, you can tell he really cares about the game of football and he's trying to impart the wisdom that he had and has on the game to people like me and people across the league who are you know, trying to do exactly what he did. And he really cares about furthering the game and making it a better um, product for, for the fans and for us on the field. You know, it's interesting. Aaron Rodgers reportedly and Peyton Manning did not love a lot of motion behind them during a play. They wanted to see the defense. How was it set? Go. So even, you know, you think to yourself, oh, all these quarter as smart as Peyton is, oh, they want all the motion and all. Not necessarily. But when I think about that, for you, if somebody said, oh, Joe is really likes this and that, like how when you look at a defense, um, if you were constructing your game plan, what do you like and what don't you? I mean, what do you really feel comfortable with? How much pre-snap motion do you like? Yeah, it just depends on the defense. Certain certain defenses really give you a lot of tells when you do a change of passing strength motion or you bring a, a tight end into the core or you start a running back out and empty and you bring it back in. Certain teams have tells like that and certain teams don't. So I think it really just depends on the defense that you're playing and, and, the, and the scouting report based off those motions. Boomer Esiason said recently that when he heard you were like an all-state point guard, he's like, oh, he's going to be a great quarterback. And I think there is value in that. I really do, because not just the distribution of it, but I mean, you're kind of a coach. Like, what kind of point guard were you? I like to score points. I was definitely a scorer. Um, <laughs> you're Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe slightly less athletic. <laughs> <laughs> slightly. Yeah. But you like. You, you'd bring it up looking to score. Yeah, I would. Sixth grade, I would bring it up across half court. And I'm shooting it if it's open. Wow. So you never played with Clay Thompson. Did you ever have a two guard say, bro, the way the game was built to be played, you're supposed to pass it to the wings? <laughs> no, I usually, I usually was able to score some points. So nobody said too much. As you go halfway through a season, um, when the NFL expanded the season to 17 games, I said, it wouldn't bother me at all if a lot of players said, listen, I'm going to take a second buy. That wouldn't bother me at all. And a quarterback is a little different. But do you find now, Joe, this is the second year with it. Um, do you kind of find the sensibility, the psychology to us, even though it's only a game? But that's, for a lineman, that's 58 more collisions. Yeah. Do you think, have you noticed the Bengals changing things? Players talking about that. You're in your second year of this marathon, adding a game. Yeah, you, you know, for me, 
coming into the league, my rookie year was the only 16 game season. I didn't even make it through it. So all I know for a full season is 17 games and it's definitely a grind. Um, it's a long season. And I, I would think if you were to add a second buy, you'd probably go to 18 games. So you would add a game and add a buy. Uh, right now, I think we're in a good spot. The 17th game, you know, gives more opportunities for tiebreakers as far as record goes, just because it's an odd number of games. So I think I, I like the 17 games. If you were to add another game, then you would have, I think you would have to go to two buys. Do you already know what you're going to do on your bye week? You're just going to sit and watch TV? Yeah, that's the plan. Just sit on the couch and wow. you know, get my workouts in and just re- relax at home. Do you do you escape from football? Yeah, you got to get away from it for you do you know, two or three days. Yeah, the season is so long. I mean, it's a it's a six month season, and then if you make the Super Bowl, it ends up being seven months. So you got to at some point throughout that, you got to take a break and get your mind off and come back refreshed. It's interesting because, like in college basketball, you play thirty six games. NBA, it's eighty two minimum. College football, you're now like an LSU. It's a 13 or 14 game season. NFL's closer. It's like 16, 17. But when you made that playoff run last year, you got hit a lot. I mean, when that season was over last year, I mean, did you feel physically and mentally ex- gassed, exhausted? More mentally than physically. My body was feeling good towards the end of the year. It was the best I'd felt. Um, but mentally, the the season takes a toll when you get into the playoffs and you get down the stretch towards the end of the year, it's kind of different because every game is such a, a must win that um, it's so intense. You're not even looking forward to the next week. It's like, this is a one week season. And so it doesn't really feel once you get down to the nitty gritty, it doesn't feel it goes by a lot faster. You play chess at your locker um, I'm a backgammon guy. Nobody ever, I know how to play chess, or at least I did, but backgammon was always my thing. Um, what does it do? What is, where does it take you? What does it do? I don't know. I, I like to play on game days before the game every now and then. If it's a afternoon game or a night game, kind of get your mind firing a little bit. And, you know, you're not thinking about other stuff. You're not, focusing on the anxiety of game day and you're getting away from it, but your mind is still firing, getting ready for, for the day. So the trade deadline came and college has a transfer portal, but I, I, the one thing I've said where I don't think media or fans get this. If I was traded tomorrow to another company, I would be like, my company didn't like me. And then if I saw I was traded for like a fifth-round draft pick, I'd be like, the hell does that mean? I'm not better than a fifth-round draft pick. I've always thought we underappreciate the psychology players have to deal with being shipped. I mean, you literally take your daughter to school and, hey, we're moving to Miami. Like on trading deadline, and I, you know, Chase Claypool, Roquan Smith, TJ Hawkinson, uh, a couple days before or a week before, Christian McCaffrey. Um that part of the business, you've seen players already moved by the Bengals. Yeah. Like, could you take me there to, I think it's not dehumanizing, but it's really humbling. And I yeah. don't think we, I don't think we appreciate it. Yeah. It's definitely 
different from anything you've ever experienced just because every now and then you're with a guy for, you know, half a season and then he gets moved and you don't, there's no time to say bye or anything. He's cleaning out his locker. Right. He's gone. You don't ever see him. So it's pretty, like you said, humbling and um, it's part of the business and, you know, guys' livelihoods are, are on the line. This is how people make money and provide for their family. And so it's always, uh, you know, it always makes you think about it. So Jamar Chase is out. Um, thank God you don't go to the internet. Um, you know, people are saying, you know, without Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. And I'm like, oh, people, stop. Do you think to yourself, more looks for T, more looks. Do you kind of in your mind math it out or, or I mean, listen, Jamar is a once a decade. He's a generational talent. Yeah. I can remember when he was at LSU, I can remember going on the air saying he's a pro football player playing at LSU. Like he's better than 99%. Is there a is there a situation, Joe, without Jamar last night? That it, not that he's a crutch, but he is so valuable to you. He, you. You trust him so implicitly. Is it how much harder is it not playing with like your ally? Yeah, whenever you have a guy like that that's gonna be out, it's gonna your offense will look different. He's too elite of a player to think that you're just going to go out there and offense is going to look exactly the same. Uh, it's not. So you have to find ways to um, enhance the, what, what your other guys do well. And, you know, last night we, we didn't make enough plays to win the game, but T and TB are, in my opinion, pro bowl caliber receivers. And a lot of our guys, the other three guys that played last night, they're going to have to step up too. And they, they made plays in the game last night. But overall, collectively as a unit, we got to pick up the slack from Jamar not being out there. Do you think Cleveland, knowing Jamar Chase wasn't out there, defended you, Joe Burrow, differently? Uh, it's tough to say. Uh, they were doing a lot of similar stuff that they were doing to us last year. Um, so I would say maybe they... They change it slightly if, if Jamar is out there, but I think mostly they do the same. When you go in at half in a hole, what does Zach say? There's not, you know, there's not a lot of time to to sit there and talk about it. It's just got to come back out and do our jobs. And we've never, for the most part, we always, you know, fight our way and claw our way back into games. Last night we weren't able to make the plays to do that, but it's more just talking game plan and what you're going to do in the second half based off of the looks you're seeing. Yeah, that was the first scoreless half you've had in, I believe, like 41 games. Was it weird walking off? I mean, when you walked in, were you pissed? Were you – I mean, was, what was your feeling when you walked off at half? Uh, motivated to come out in the second half and, and try to make, make some plays and, and put us back into it. Weren't able to do that. We started making plays you know, at the end. But it was too little too late. Yeah. So, um, short week. How does it change for you? Yeah, everything is just going to be compressed. Uh, you know, we have to, we're, we're down basically two days playing on Monday night. And so now we have to, you know, kind of condense days, third down, red zone, maybe they're going to be the same day. Base downs will be tomorrow, maybe a third down uh, review, an extra one, extra walkthrough here or there. So the, right. the short weeks are always tough, but. You know, we usually respond on these on these situations. We've played well in, in these short weeks in the past. 
All right, Chad Millman, CCO, Action Network, all odds provided by FanDuel. I had another winning week thanks to the Cleveland Browns. Didn't think it would be that ugly, but it was. I have been uh, on this belief that the NFL scorings come down. I'm taking more dogs than ever, and I've always preferred dogs, but I'm taking like four out of five dogs a week. When When points come at a scarcity, I'll take them. A lot. And Chad Millman's joining us. I'll, I'll tell you the first one that jumps out to me um, is the Chargers are still banged up. The Falcons are getting points at home. I don't trust the Chargers at all. I don't know if they're well coached. And I will say this. I think there's real misgivings in that locker room with what's happening. The play calling, continued injuries. I don't love historically taking the Falcons, but this looks like the play. Sharper square. Totally sharp play right here for everything you just said. Real lack of trust from a better's point of view. I'm not going to try to speculate what's happening in the locker room. I don't know anyone there, but I can tell you that from a betting point of view, there's not a lot of faith in what the Chargers are doing offensively. They seem to have a pretty standard game plan in which the the, the, the play is try to get some yardage first and second. And then have have Justin Herbert try to bail them out on third down. And what really matters here are two other things that you mentioned. One, the coaching to the injuries. Now, for the injuries, you don't know what you're going to be getting from the wide receiver positions. You know you're not going to have your best le- left tackle. You know you're not going to have your best defensive end. Justin Herbert hasn't been amazing in the clutch plays that he has been amazing at, or at least made us think, He was a potential Super Bowl contender in years past. But a lot of this is about the coaching. Like, betters continue to be impressed with Arthur Smith and what he is doing with the Falcons, the run scheme they're developing, the way they're able to plug anyone in there, and they can consistently get yards on the ground uh, and control the game. And they like uh, a home team getting three points. It's a good spot for them. Uh, I'll throw another one at you. This is weird. I don't even, I can't believe I'm saying this. Commanders plus three against the Vikings. Now, a couple weeks ago, when the Niners got Christian McCaffrey, first of all, they spent a day trying to make the deal work. And then they spent a lot of practice time trying to get him you know, integrated into the offense. Minnesota is going to do the same thing. They're going to spend a lot of time on TJ Hawkinson. Those are rough weeks, right? You're spending a little more time than you would. There's a new player. I'll say this about the Commanders. Taylor Heineke may not be Carson Wentz. They play better with him. They play better with him. That's all I care about. Said about Bailey Zappi. I don't know if he's better than Mac, but sometimes I think they play better with him. Sharper square. I take the points and the Commanders. This is probably the sharpest bet on the board. There's two bets that are really, really sharp right now. Lines have moved a decent amount when we're talking about uh, key numbers, three, four, et cetera. This game opened to three and a half, got bet down to three. I think there's a couple of things going on here. One, the perception is way, way off on how good the Vikings are and what the commanders have been. And I think a lot of people are still thinking about the commanders as the Carson Wentz team, not the Taylor Heineke team. Taylor Heineke, we've talked about this, QBR, same as Carson Wentz for his career. Completion percentage, same as Carson Wentz. And he's more mobile. So you're getting a better playmaker who also, let's break it down by the game. The Vikings are terrible guarding against the other team's number one receiver. 
Taylor Heineke is going to the number one receiver, Terry McLaurin, more often than Carson Wentz did, right? The, the Vikings have been incredibly lucky this year. We do the luck rankings. This is one of those games where the luck ranking discrepancy is so high between the Vikings and the commanders. There's every single, the past three weeks, the, the commanders are top 10 in expected points per play, right? So they're measuring how many points would you expect to get on a particular play in a vacuum. Commanders are playing exceptionally well. Commanders on defense, 26% in pressure rate. That's in the top five. Kirk against pressure, 26 in the league is a passer. So there's a lot of things that are lining up for the commanders to be the team that wise guys are backing. This seems obvious, but I take a little pride in calling the Jets over the Packers weeks ago. And I said, I just don't think Green Bay is very good. Detroit at home is pretty good. But if it's at three and a half, a division rival, a Green Bay team, we have to be honest here. Everything is underperforming. I take Detroit, sharper square. Yeah, you got to take Detroit, and it is the sharp play. It's one that wise guys are starting to hold their nose a little bit, whereas earlier in the year, all of the wise guys loved the Lions, and the Lions were covering for them. And then there were a couple of weeks where they got outplayed in New England. They had a game against the Cowboys where they probably should have covered, but the box score showed a different result than what actually happened sort of in the game and what you could have expected. They were big on the lines this past week against Miami and ended so up being was I. a push. Yeah. Yeah, right? And it ended up being a push, right? The Lions closed at four. The game ended 31-27. A lot of people were nervous about going back to back the Lions again, but the bookmakers are hanging the hook, right? That half point is called a hook, three and a half. And the fewest points the Lions have scored at home this season is 27. This past week, they barely had DeAndre Swift playing. Everyone expected him to play. That's why they liked him so much, why they liked the Lions so much this past week. The Packers, they can't even get to 27. And the Lions have been doing this against defenses that are much, much better than the Packers. So they've got a real advantage here. Let's say it's a shootout. I think that's going to favor the Lions and divisional home dogs, the under six, the past four seasons, a sample size north of 100 covered a 60% clip. So uh, precedent and what you're seeing on the field is playing to your favor. Okay, I'm going to throw a favorite at you. The weather in Chicago is going to be okay. I looked it up. Sloppy Saturday, fine Sunday. Um, I think we have to come to terms with Miami. It's a pretty good football team. Uh, Bradley Chubb will come in and just rush the passer. Four and a half's a lot. But the weather is not a factor. I think we're starting to doubt Tua a lot. And they've given up now Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Those are two of their best defensive players. It's not as fearsome as it was defensively 10 days ago. Now, I think Eberflus is an excellent coach, but those guys are really high-end players. Those are, those are difference makers. I'm going to go with Miami here uh, and also Chase Claypool. I think he'll be great. I don't think he's great Sunday. I'm going to take Miami a favorite here, sharper square. Totally square. This was the other game that we got the most feedback about this week on the favorites. We'll do our shop calls segment. The wise guys will call us after our early week podcast. And then on the late week podcast, we'll give you listeners feedback on what they most talked about. Uh, the two games they most talked about, um, Washington, I mentioned that earlier, and the Bears. And this game has moved from five and a half 
down to five to four and a half, even after the Bradley Chubb trade, which you would expect, okay, the Dolphins, who people think is a stronger team, just got stronger. It didn't move after the Chase Claypool trade. It moved after the Bradley Chubb trade in the direction of the Bears. Here's what I think about what you just said regarding Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. This defense was terrible, truly terrible. Didn't matter if you had Roquan Smith. Didn't have it matter if you had Robert Quinn. He hadn't done anything this year. Roquan Smith was making all those tackles because the Bears have nobody else. So he's the only guy in a position to do anything. And they still weren't very good. What they have done now, since they had that Thursday night meltdown against Washington, they have realized how to use Justin Fields. They are putting him in more RPOs, more designed runs. He is getting rid of the ball faster. Now they've gotten him a weapon in Chase Claypool. They're building this guy's confidence game to game. He had his best game of the season last week against the Cowboys in a 20-point loss that really could have been much closer. Um, so the wise guys are starting to find some love for this Bears team. Uh, so they, they have, they've bet the Bears at, at plus five and a half, plus five, and it's down to four and a half. Here's the last game I like. Ravens just lost a receiver for their game Monday night in New Orleans. That's one of the loudest crowds in the league. Uh, I think the Saints have really good personnel, and I took them last week. I'm going to take them again. I think the Ravens are a team that plays close games because there are absolute limitations down the field, and now they've lost another receiver. It's just too many points. And you know what, man? Superdome on Monday night, those people don't need a reason to party. They do. It is, it, I always believe it's like a five point advantage. Monday night in New Orleans is not your typical three. It feels way closer to four to five. I'm going to take the Saints, sharper square. That's a sharp play. Uh, and, and look, the, the Ravens just got Rokon Smith. That's not really going to matter when you're talking about the circumstances you just described, which is the Saints at home in prime time are a different team and they are a different team that can quote that can pressure the quarterback without having to blitz they are a team that is starting to see alvin Kamara get much much better and the 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 key factor here for them is always going to be how does andy dalton avoid the mistakes we've seen what happens when he avoids the mistakes we've seen what happens when he makes the mistakes the wise guys are going to count on getting a short home dog uh, in a really get right spot in prime time against a team that hasn't been able to close anybody out. Uh, so totally sharp, Colin. All right. Now we do the game that I thought about, but I want your professional opinion. Then we do the game that I missed. So let's start with a okay. game. I'm not going to bet, but I want your professional opinion. Uh, New England, I would have taken New England minus four and a half. Uh, I do worry about their offense, but I have a history of Belichick and young quarterbacks. And I saw it again last weekend. He just literally undresses them. Andy Reid off a bye, Belichick against the young quarterback. I bet both a lot, and it's won me a lot. But I worry about what New England has. Tell me, Sharper Square, where would I go if I did bet it? You totally bet on the Colts. Uh, and it's everything you're saying about Belichick is true. And what he did against the Jets is totally true. But what was the final score of that game? It was right? close. It was close. Yeah, it's close. So do I really want to bet on the Patriots as nearly six-point favorites, right? When Shaq Leonard is probably off a snap count. This Colts defense is top five, top six in the NFL and sort of all the advanced metrics, DVOA, rush success rate, 
all the things that betters think about from the running side of the ball on defense, that's what they're great at. That's the strength of the Patriots' offense. Mac Jones and this passing offense are bottom third in passing the ball downfield. So you've got a limited Pats offense giving a lot of points. They couldn't beat the Jets by more than five. And Zach Wilson is probably the worst quarterback (laughs) in the NFL right now. He is. And Mac Jones is terrible against zone defense. That's what the Colts do really well. So I think the, the wise guys are looking at the number more than they're thinking about is it Sam Ellinger? Is it Bill Belichick against a rookie? They're thinking about a Patriots team that is pretty limited getting a relatively big number. And let me give you one more stat. Let me give you a stat. Wow. All right. All right. Great stat. Underdogs this season between three and 10 points. So this game is at five and a half are 41 and 21 against the spread this season, covering 66% of the time. And by the way, those underdogs, 25, 36, and one straight up. So if you're betting those underdogs on the money line, you're winning at your ROI is 26%. Can I add this as America's honesty broker and a humble man? Yes. I appear to have been right on my Zach Wilson is Johnny Manziel with an arm take. Go ahead. Give it to me. Bring the heat. Colin, as America's honesty broker and humble, you are genius. And the Zach Wilson take is incredibly spot on. And I will never understand why anybody thought this is the guy when everyone could say he had an NFL offensive line at BYU, had a thousand years to throw the ball and was playing against weakened competition. It made no sense that all of a sudden this was going to be the guy. And I think you've seen it with Robert Sala, right? He basically just decided... This guy stinks. I'm not banking my career on this guy. Yeah. When he had Brees Hall, he was making sure Brees Hall got the ball, making sure his defense is going to win him some games. And even against the Patriots with a terrible quarterback, they still kept it pretty close. So um, you were 100% right. The Jets already got to find a new quarterback. Okay, the game I missed. Can I guess? Go ahead. No, you don't like favorites. I was going to say Raiders minus one and a half at Jacksonville. Oh, God, no. I, a thousand percent taking the Jacks. It's going <laughs> to burn me every week, but I'm going to do it every single week. This is a not very good Raiders team that is playing against a Jacks team that is consistently unlucky. And when I mean unlucky, like what are the parameters that go into being unlucky? Kind of those fluke turnover plays, those not converting. God, they are. Terrible. It's terrible. But they're still a team that is playing to more wins statistically than they have in the standings. And so I'm getting them as an underdog at home against a Raiders team that I just don't think is very good. So why wouldn't I play the Jaguars? All right. Which game did I miss? Uh, Seahawks at the Cardinals. Why are the Seahawks? I I wanted to take that. Damn, I wanted to take that game. Okay, you may have talked me into that. Do it. I can't figure out why Arizona is favored here. You have two defenses that statistically are relatively the same, although you're starting to see the Seahawks defense the last couple of weeks trend more towards the upper tier. Getting a much better pass rush next last couple of weeks. They're getting much, much better. And then you look at the offenses. The Seahawks have one of the most explosive passing offenses in the NFL per every metric that anyone cares about. And now 
their rushing game is getting so much better because of what's happening with Kenneth Walker. So this is a very good team. I'm not saying like they've gone from being a team everyone thought was going to be the worst in the NFC to all of a sudden being a favorite to win the NFC, but they're better than the Cardinals. And that's where we're talking about the most important thing. This is a coaching mismatch. And and, and not just like, okay, Pete Carroll's an underdog in his career is brilliant, winning at more than a 60% clip. Cliff Kingsbury, very small sample size, has won maybe half as many games as he's lost as an, as a favorite. Think very specifically, there's a, there's a metric called success rate, which basically means how well do you do in early downs? The cards rank 31st in play success rate, meaning they don't do very well in early downs, and then they depend on Kyler Murray to bail them out. The Seahawks, third in success rate, meaning on the early downs in a series, they are leading themselves into more successful drives and easier plays for their quarterback. This team shouldn't be an underdog right now. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green Show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.